Well, hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast of The Remnant. My name is Pastor Todd Coconado, and we are so thankful that you're here. Today's subject is a game changer. If this is applied, I believe it will greatly change your life and many aspects of your walk with Jesus Christ. What am I talking about? Well, I call it the approval of man syndrome. The approval of man syndrome. What do I mean by that? Well, of course, I believe in eldership and mentorship and being a disciple. None of that is what we're talking about here. What I'm talking about is needing to take a public opinion poll about just about everything you do, about having everybody's approval. Because if we look for everybody's approval, we're going to drive ourselves nuts. We're never going to get approved by everybody. But in today's social media world and with likes and followers and all these different things, the enemy uses this against believers so that we can not do things that we're called to do. In other words, to hold us back. So listen to today's broadcast on killing the approval of man. And I believe you're going to get something out of this. Here we go. Okay, the subject matter is killing the approval of man. Killing the approval of man or what I like to call the approval of man syndrome. So many believers, so many preachers deal with this where they look to man for approval. And I want to start by just putting a little asterisk here. It's good to get approved by wise counsel. What I mean is I definitely encourage and uh, in my own life, I have elders and mentors and people who disciple me. So I think we have to always remain teachable and that is very important. So don't think that that's what I'm talking about today because it's not. Uh, I do believe that we have to surround ourselves with wise counsel and with elders and mentors and people that hold us accountable because I firmly believe in accountability, especially in the ministry. In fact, that's what's really helped me throughout the years of being able to maintain and sustain in the ministry, and I believe it will continue to help me so that I can finish well. That's the key, because once we're not accountable or we don't have any discipleship or mentorship or uh, elders or wise counsel around us, that's when you can go off on a tangent. You can get, you go down a rabbit trail, and uh, there's a lot of people that have done that, unfortunately, in the ministry. And so definitely believe in accountability, but that's not what I'm talking about today. What I'm talking about is people that feel uh, you know, the need to be approved by everybody. In other words, you want to be liked by everybody. And of course, who doesn't want to be liked? I mean, we go back to high school, you know, in high school, people want to be liked. they want to be popular. Well, this kind of, uh, goes with us throughout life. It's not just high school. And some of us had a good high school experience. Some of us had a bad high school experience, but we, regardless, uh, we kind of set the tone of the way that we were going to act in our young years, in our adolescence, and that a lot of those things have now gone with us into our adult life, and this has become our perspective or our worldview. So, of course, as a Christian, we want to have a biblical worldview, but a lot of the experiences that we have had in our life have what it's what's given us the perspective that we have. So, we should be, as a believer, looking through the lens of the Bible. And that's why the Bible says faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. So we've got to know the word and be in the word and have an active prayer life and make sure that we're inquiring of the Holy Spirit in all aspects of our life, really. The Bible even tells us to die to our flesh daily. And boy, isn't that an important thing? We've got to die to our flesh daily because if we get in the flesh and we don't die to our flesh, then we start doing stupid things, we get off course, and we get caught up. We get caught up in a bunch of things. But uh, it's important to understand, though, that even though we have this biblical worldview and this biblical lens that we look through, we also look through our own perspective through the experiences that we've had in our life. In other words, if something happened to you, like for me, 
I was stabbed nine times at the age of 23. Well, that's a big thing. Uh, I definitely looked through that lens. Now, the Lord walked me through a healing process and a process of forgiveness to the man that did, you know, what he did to me, the stabbing. And uh, for those of you that don't know my testimony, you can go to uh, pastortodd.org, and uh, there will be a link up there that will uh, take you to our videos and my testimonies on there. Uh, But I think it's important that all of us understand that we are not a victim. We come from a place of victory. We, we, we We come from a stance of victory in Jesus Christ, we are victors. We're not victims. So no matter what's happened to you in your life, you can take your rightful position as a, a position of victory, a position of strength. Because as a child of the Most High God, that's exactly who you are. You you come from a position of strength. You, you, are, you are literally walking out a calling that has been given to you by the God of heaven and earth who sits on the throne of glory. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. His promises for you are yes and amen, hope in a future. It doesn't matter what the news is saying. It doesn't matter what this one's saying or that one's saying or somebody in your life has said or things they've spoke against you or things that they've said about you failing or you being ugly or you being fat or you being this or you being that. It does not matter what some person said to you. But that's part of the approval of man is we as human beings in, in you know born into this fallen world and in a world that literally is now about likes and followers and social media and putting your best foot forward and pictures and airbrushing. I mean, my goodness, the pressure is extensive, probably more than any generation that I can think of because of the internet, because of social media, because of modern technology, where now people are seeing snapshots of your life all day, every day. It's not just celebrities. It's not just people in, in the news or you know in movies. Now it's everybody. It's you. It's me. So there's pressure and there's a lot of comparison and people tend to covet and get jealous and think that everybody else's situation is so much better and they, they, they see the glory, but they don't know the story. A lot of the people that you're seeing right now that may be walking through a season of victory, it's because they've understood that they take their position as a believer Our identity in Jesus Christ is from a place of victory, not from a place of defeat. We're not victims. It doesn't matter what happened to us. God is going to turn that around for his glory. My stabbing, that's been turned around for his glory. Now it's my testimony. It's the biggest part of of what I share. And so what was meant to take me down, what was meant to kill me, God has now redeemed that and anointed it for for a purpose in this generation to set the captive free and to, and to relate to people that otherwise might not have related to me. Same thing for you. You've had multiple abortions. You've walked through a divorce. Uh, you have all different types of things that have happened to you. A lot of times people say, well, pastor, you don't know what happened to me. You don't know my childhood. You don't know I was abused. My father was an alcoholic. My parents split up. My dad cheated. My mom cheated. This happened. That happened. I get it. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, when you look around and you see a bunch of people and you think their lives are perfect, I'm going to tell you every one of them has a story. And I'd say about 99.9% of them have had similar things that you've had, even though you don't realize it, because a lot of people don't share their innermost secrets and things that have happened to them. They try to put their best foot forward. But when you're a pastor, you're a counselor, you're somebody that's constantly meeting with people and discussing these things, you realize, wow, even the most put together people have had crazy things that they've had to walk through. In fact, sometimes some of the craziest things I've ever heard, and I look at the person, I say, well, I would have never known that in the way that you operate, in the way that you act. So some people are very good at overcoming these things while other people hold on to these things and, and take on that victim 
mentality instead of walking and operating from a place of victory and strength as a child of the Most High God. That's why a large portion of the ministry God has me doing is talking about our identity in Christ. Because if in the time that you're with me, or when you listen to these broadcasts, you know, for whatever reason that God led you here today, maybe on the radio, you know, God is wanting you to understand who you are. And you're not the person that many people have tried to make you out to be. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. There's people that have been set to accuse you, that have been set to backstab you, to let you down. And what the devil wants is he wants you to hang your head low and just feel like I'm a victim. So this is, a lot of people are walking around in, in that mentality of victim versus victor, even in Christ. And that's a win for the enemy because then when others see you and they're looking at your testimony and they're like, well, that person's supposed to be a Christian, but yet look at, they got their head down. They look miserable. They look depressed. I don't want that. But when we can understand who we are in Jesus Christ and walk from that position of strength and understand, look, this might be happening in the world. That might be happening in the world. All these things are happening, but it's okay because I'm in it, but I'm not of it. It's okay because God actually said these exact things were going to happen. He also said people are going to come against me. He told me that the battle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against strongholds and principalities. So everything that's happening in my situation, God forewarned me about in the word. He told me these things were going to happen. He told you these things were going to happen. So what the big challenge is, is well, how do we respond? Do we respond as a victim or do we respond as a victor, an overcomer from a position of victory? God, this happened but I know you're going to redeem it because you say in your word, what was meant for evil will be turned around for good. God, you said that my future is hope. The promise is yes and amen, hope in the future. Those are the promises. I receive those promises. I know that you're with me even until the end of the age. I know that you live, you indwell in my heart, your spirit. The body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we, we should not be afraid. We, we, we should not be discouraged. You say, oh, but you don't know what I'm walking through right now. Oh, you know what? We'll get to that. I want to read a scripture. It's John 16, 33. John 16, 33. It says this. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. That's God speaking. I've overcome the world. Jesus, I've overcome the world. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we are dealing with challenges. We are dealing with troubles. We are dealing with persecution light in the West. And some believers that may be hearing this are dealing with heavy persecution in certain parts of the world. Uh, we are in a late hour. I believe there's a rise in the spirit of Antichrist. And so if we are looking as believers for everybody to approve of us fulfilling the Great Commission, going and making disciples of the nations and baptizing the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and us waking up in the, in the morning and saying, Lord, use me today so that I may be about your business. If we're looking for people to approve that, there's going to be people that are going to say, you're crazy. You know what? They said that to Noah. They said it to Paul. They even said it to Jesus. So you're in good company. I'm in good company. But if we are looking for somebody to, to, to sign off on our calling other than the Lord and the Holy Spirit, that might not happen, friend. See, God's probably put a vision in your heart. He's probably put something in your heart that you're passionate about, and it's been stirring in you. And some of you have said yes, and you've, you've shown up like Isaiah. Send me. You showed up. When you do that, what God does is he anoints you, and then he starts opening doors, and the anointing takes you to places where you otherwise could never go. 
It opens doors otherwise that you would not have opened. It, it, what God has done in, in, in us, my wife and I simply saying yes, in the obedience, he's opened doors that only he could have opened. He's, he's made a way in, in times where we didn't know how it would be possible financially and other things. But see, in the obedience of saying yes and showing up and saying, send me, God can use that. He doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the call. So what he's looking for you and I to do is to say, use me. I don't want to bury the talents, Lord, use me. He's put something on your heart. He's put something in your heart. And for those of you that haven't shown up yet, you've been sitting on the sideline, I believe this is a clarion call for you. Stop waiting for somebody to sign off on your calling. Stop waiting for somebody to approve of you in order for you to go. There's a word, I talk about it often, it's in the Greek, it's called ekbalo. What does it mean? To go out, to cast out, to drive out. That's what a believer in Jesus Christ is meant to do. We're meant to go out, cast out, and drive out. We are meant to take back the territory for the kingdom of God. He says he's given us authority to trample on scorpions and devils. He's given us authority to pull down the strongholds. Why is the church not doing this? Because so much of the church is waiting for the approval of somebody else to say go. Now, again, I, I gave you the asterisk in the beginning where I said, listen, mentors, elders, leadership, deacons, all that stuff, important, important. It's actually scriptural. So we are to be submitted to leadership. But there's a but there. Sometimes people will not understand the call on your life. And you have something burning in you. And I've been in this situation where the Lord was saying, you need to get out of this situation because this person does not understand. They have not prayed about it. They've not taken it to the Holy Spirit. And instead, they're wanting to put you in a box because they want to use you for something that they have planned. And yet God says, no, wait a minute. This is your calling. I, I literally was in a, a situation many years ago where I was sharing my heart and the person that I was submitting to just wasn't hearing it. They just said, no, that's not what you're going to do. You'll never be a pastor. That's not your call. I said, well, no, wait a minute here. I, the Lord has put this in my heart very heavy. I have, a, I have a shepherd's heart. I've got a burden for souls. I believe the Lord has called me. Uh, he took me out of a lifestyle of sin and he's redeemed me. And I feel like there's a calling on my life and it's burning inside of me. And this person just couldn't see it. They said, that's not what you're, you know, if you, if you pursue that, you're going to have no money. And uh, they just said, it's not, you know, you're not going to be able to do that. And I said, why? And they said, because you're not. Well, why? They put limit on God. They put handcuffs on the, on the calling. They put handcuffs on the Holy Spirit. They said, you can't do that, God. You can't do it. If I would have listened to all the times when people said that God can't, I would not be on this broadcast right now. I'm telling you right now. Because people say, well, that will never happen. God can't do that. You can't be a pastor. You're not called. That's not your calling. God's going to bring you into some other. You're, you're called to the marketplace. Now, listen, I was called to the marketplace. I'm still called to the marketplace. But they wanted to limit me because they couldn't see and understand the vision and the calling. And because I was young and I was, I was in a place where I was, my heart was in the right place. And I believe God honored it because he knew that. But I was so submitted and this particular leader just couldn't understand and see what God was putting in my heart. And so this is where it's a delicate balance because you don't want to, um, you know, walk outside of a mentor or an elder or somebody that God's put over you that is a God thing. But sometimes in people's humanity, they will exert uh, unhealthy control or put stipulations on you that are not from God. 
So this is where we have to really clearly hear from the Lord because you got to make sure it's not your own pride or your own, you know, if you want a platform or your desire, this has to be pure. It's got to be from a place of purity, whatever the calling is, whether it's to be a preacher, whether it's to go into the marketplace, whether it's to go into Hollywood, whether it's to go, I mean, people have so many different callings. Every single day, I talk to people that do so many different, diverse, various things for the kingdom, and the Lord is using them, and he's blessed them, but see, what they did was they showed up. And and I will tell you that every time I've spoken to anyone who is somebody of significant influence, they will tell me that there's been significant roadblocks that they've had to overcome. It's very rare that I hear somebody that says, oh, it was just so easy. You know, we, everything just happened and there was no problem. Most people say, I've been through hell and back and now I'm here because God blesses you for pressing ahead in the good times and the bad times and, and, and being like Job, not cursing God. Just saying, look, this is a season. Right now it may look like I'm done, but I know the God that I serve. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He's never out of resources. He's never lacking. He sees everything that's going on in my situation. He knows my heart. He knows that I love him. I'm going to praise him in this storm. I'm going to press ahead because I'm operating from a position of victory and strength. And I'm excited because I know that God is going to do something creative to get me out of this situation. And once we get to that next season, oh, the devil better watch out because I got a testimony. Hallelujah. See, we could look at it as a glass half empty or glass half full. We can look at it and say, oh my goodness, I'm so limited. Listen, you say two people listen to me. I only have two followers. That's okay. Preach your heart out to those two followers. Equip them. Set them up for success in Christ and watch what happens as you steward those two people. God has trusted you with two souls. That's no small thing. You say, why minister to my child? Great. That's one of the most important jobs that you could possibly have. And and we believe that God has a calling and a purpose for your your son or your daughter that's going to be significant. So pour into them. See, people, they feel minimalized or small because they don't have some massive platform or hundreds of thousands of listeners or followers. That's what the devil wants you to think. You know, the, Jesus Christ, the God of heaven and earth, fully God and fully man in the flesh, literally had 12 that he poured the most into. He didn't have a, he wasn't a mega church pastor. You know, if Jesus were around today, how many followers would he have on Twitter? Probably not a lot. In fact, there'd probably be a lot of people cursing him, saying that he's crazy saying all different types of things, just like they did when he was here. And he is here now, but he's here in the spirit. He indwells in our heart. He's given us his word. His word is everlasting. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the word. He's the way, the truth, and life. He's the only way to the father. He's the source. He's the one we want to please. He's the one that we should look to. He says, my sheep hear my voice. We want to have a a dialogue with him. A two-way conversation in prayer, not a wish list. Like you're going to Santa. I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. That's not what prayer is. Sure, we can pray those prayers, but prayer is a two-way conversation. God's wanting us to inquire of his Holy Spirit. Lord, is this what you have for me? How can I overcome this obstacle, Lord? What do you have for me today, Lord? What do you want me to do in this season? Get short-term goals, get long-term goals. Get daily goals, get weekly goals, get monthly goals, get yearly goals, set goals, have vision, have something that you're walking towards. Right now, we're believing that the Lord is going to open a remnant revival center here in Nashville. When the Lord gave the okay and the green light to start praying this way, 
And, and we know it's going to happen in this year, and we don't know exactly how, but it's already in motion. Because why? Well, number one, we have the faith to believe it. The Bible says the faith of a mustard seed will move the mountain. Number two, we're inquiring of the Spirit, and God said yes. And we're showing up, and we're saying, send me, and it's about souls. God is going to send somebody to underwrite this somehow, some way. Something's going to happen. I don't know how, but a building is going to appear in the next couple of months because we're praying diligently, and we're taking steps of action towards that in faith. These are the things that God wants us all to do. I'm just giving you examples. I'm no better than you. I'm just giving you examples because, hey, I, I only know my life as intimately as I do, just like you know yours. He hears every one of your prayers. We don't need to ask every single person what they think about our situation. We don't need to have everybody's opinion. Sure, there are some people that care about us and they'll give us good advice and all those things are great, but what we have to do is kill the approval of man. This isn't a popularity contest, okay? We don't have to have everybody approve and like of us. That's ridiculous. In fact, that will never happen. If you stand for something, then there's going to be people that are angry with you. Almost every time I preach anywhere, there are many people that come up and say, hey, great message. You know, they pat me on the back. They give me a hug. Thank you. Encourage me. Great stuff. And then there's always people that say, something awful, something hurtful. They write me a scathing letter. And I look at my wife and I say, isn't it amazing this person woke up today and on their heart was to write me a scathing letter? Like, let's just get Pastor Todd today. Is that the Holy Spirit? Is that God? What spirit is that? Okay, it's trying to discourage me. Now, what I've learned to do is pray for thicker skin and not let these things get me because a while back, because I'm a sensitive person, these things used to ruin my whole day, sometimes even more. Sometimes some people would even ruin a whole season because of something they did. And when I realized, I came to an understanding, I said, you know what? I'm never going to please all these people. It's just not going to happen. But I know that God's put something on my heart to do to accomplish a calling. And there's an anointing to do that. And there's grace and mercy and favor and blessing because of the obedience and showing up and saying yes. And so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show up and I'm going to lay these things before the foot of the cross. And I'm going to say, I don't know, God, how these, all these things are going to happen. I don't know, God, how, all I know, Lord, is I can show up and say, use me today. Let my heart be in the right place. Create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit in me. Let me not have fear. You say, what place does fear have with love? Perfect love, cast out fear. I can't be operating in fear and doubt. I can't be hooking into the assignments of hell and words that are meant to bog me down, to hold me down, that were never of you. A lot of times it's a demon speaking. I can't hook into those demonic words and those demonic assignments. I got to cast them down and I, we got to thwart them by the spirit of living God. We say, Lord, thwart any assignment of hell, any fiery dart that's meant to get me. Stop them in their tracks. Let them get distracted with something else. Let them not be set to harm me to harm my family, to harm my loved ones, to harm this ministry. See, the thing is, if you apply this, if you, if you truly kill the approval of man, it's going to be a game changer in your situation. If you understand that you were never meant to please everybody, you can't. It's not even possible. You will drive yourself absolutely crazy trying to please everybody. Now, I'm not saying don't, you know, don't be a nice person, don't be kind. Of course, that's a fruit of the Spirit. Use the fruit of the Spirit. Know the fruit of the Spirit. You're known by your fruit. What I'm saying, though, is not every person has righteous motives. 
Not every person, what they want you to do is what you're meant to do. Not every person that's trying to control you or set you on a course, a lot of those things are distractions. Some of them are from God. That's why we have to discern. We have to use discernment of the Holy Spirit. But if it is of God, it's going to bear witness in your spirit. There's going to be in the mouth of two or more witnesses. His word is established. You're going to know because it's going to be something that the spirit keeps putting on your heart. But if it's not of God, if it's just one person said it and that's it, you haven't even got confirmation, you haven't felt any peace about it in your spirit, by the way, but somebody that you you know, you know appreciate or you look up to said it, you got to ask God for, for more. Lord, you got to give me more understanding about this. You got you to confirm this, Lord, because is this you or is it not you? The Lord will show you. Sometimes we honor somebody so much that we want to just listen to every single thing they say but this is where discernment comes in. Even the most righteous person is still human. And sometimes they're going to say things. And if we hang on to their every single word, they're going to say things once in a while that aren't from God. So this is where we have to learn. We have to know his word. Does it line up with the word of God? We've got, we've got to have a relationship with the Lord where we can have an unction of the Holy Spirit, where there can be confirmation. This is what's going to set us up for success long-term because even people that mean the absolute best for you once in a while will get it wrong or they just don't know what the Spirit is doing in you. They don't know the, the whole vision that God's put in your heart. So this is where we can't rely on man's approval for everything. So I just want to pray for you today if you've been relying on man's approval. In Jesus' name, Lord, I just thank you. I pray that whoever was listening to this today, they get something out of this, Lord. I pray that they'd kill the spirit of fear and, and this need, this desire that we have as humans to be approved by every single person. We don't need to be. Our most important thing is that you approve. Our most important thing is that we're in your perfect will and we're about your business. And so I pray that to the person listening today that they would have a breakthrough, that they would look through the, the lens of your spirit and your word. And we thank you for this breakthrough today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm so thankful that you tune in to today's broadcast. This is Pastor Todd Coconado, and the program is called The Remnant. Uh, you can follow us online if you go to uh, pastortodd.org. That's pastortodd.org. We have all information on there as far as where you can follow us on social media, how you can get in contact with me. But I'm just thankful that you tuned in today. We've got to kill that approval of man syndrome. It is going to be a game changer in your life, in your situation. And I just pray that today the spirit of the living God would move on your heart if there's any of this that needs to get out of there because it will be such a game changer. I'm telling you right now, and you can walk in freedom. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. God has a big plan for you, a big purpose for your life. And I believe he's gonna speak to you and give you great vision as we get ready to go into this new year, 2023. I just pray that all of us, including myself, can get rid of the approval of man syndrome. Thank you, Jesus. PastorTodd.org, we love you and we bless you in Jesus' name.